and welcome back to Geekers Creepers. This is the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. This is uh, Geekers Creepers, a special episode, and this is where we review the HBO show The Last of Us. For those that might not know, I am a huge fan of the game, both the first and the second. The first is one of my favorite games of all time. The second is easily one of my top five, maybe top three favorite games of all time. Definitely top five. But uh, with that said, I do want to talk about this latest episode. And it is episode three of the last of HBO's The Last of Us. And it is called A Long, Long Time. And I have to say, I was highly disappointed in this episode. Probably one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Nah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Honestly, this might be one of my favorite TV episodes ever. I was caught off guard. I kind of knew what it was going to be about. And oh, before I go on, I do want to say there are going to be spoilers on this episode. I am not going to, I'm trying as much as I can not to spoil what happens in the future. But I am going to spoil this episode. I'm going to go through it, tell you what I thought about certain scenes, what I thought about the show overall. This episode, in my opinion, is was fantastic. I I, I don't know how else to say it. It's one of the best episodes of television, uh, the best episode of The Last of Us, in my opinion. Uh, and and it wasn't about Joel and Ellie really. Uh, it was about Bill and Frank. And so, I mean, I'm trying to think of other episodes that, I mean, I, I, almost, you know, I got teary eyed. Um, it, it, it was, um, it was the onions I was, I was cutting. That's what it was. I wasn't, I wasn't crying. But, uh, but you know, there's so much to the show. I mean, I'm trying to think of other episodes of shows that I'm not saying it's the best episode of television ever. There are ones that I could, that I know I've seen that have been better. Uh, it might be comedies. Uh, some dramas. I mean, just off the top of my head, probably one of my top of all time is the um, last episode with Desmond and Penny, where they're, I think it's called The Constant, where they're trying to meet up with each other. But man, this comes really close to getting up there. So uh, without uh, much more being said, let's talk about the episode itself. Uh, so it starts out with Joel and Ellie. And it says that they're 10 miles away from Boston. So they've been walking for a bit at this point. And you see Joel is washing his hand in the river. And um, he's uh, also building a set of rocks on the side. And they're kind of, he's kind of stacking them up. And for me, that was symbolic of his saying goodbye to Tess. His building a uh, a, a tomb for her in the way he can. I mean, in this world, it's not like he could take the time and go back, get her. I mean, I mean, the, the place blew up. He couldn't. But even if he could, I mean, you would have the infected. Um, it wasn't like he could just go back and get her and, and bury her properly. For me, he was washing away the blood, washing away the past of what happened in the, in the river and building the, um, building, uh, uh, a memorial to Tess. And as I mentioned in uh in our podcast, uh the for actually the actual podcast for Geekers Creepers, 
the actual actress uh, who who played uh, Tess in The Last of Us actually passed away yesterday at the age of 45. And I do apologize. Let me just find her name real quick here. It was, uh, here we go, Annie Wershing at the age of 45 passed away. And um, it's very sad. It was, it was cancer. And um, I, I did talk about this a bit in the in our podcast, but, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, after I think I recorded the my podcast beforehand, and then I watched the episode, knowing that she had passed, and it kind of it. it um, strangely enough, it was like it was a, it was a, a beautiful episode, and and it, I think it was it, it was a good episode, and um, made even sadder with the passing of Miss Worshing, a fantastic actress. I mean, she brought so much to the character test when she played her in the last, it was the first one, uh, such a memorable character. I mean, even to this day, like I remember playing um, the game and, and, and interacting with the character and, and it's so sad. Uh, but uh, yes, I, I do want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, it's, it's a thank you to her for bringing this character to life. And I think that was fantastic. Um, but with that said, so uh, we talk about now where we're at in, in the show and, Joel is washing away uh, blood and set up the memorial. And then we get him talking to Ellie. Joel is, has this anger. You can see he's just, just angry at Ellie because if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't have to go through this. And you can tell he's just, you know, it's like if it, 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 he's just not happy. I mean, it's like, he's got a job to do is to get a battery, but had it not been for her, you know, Tess would still be here with him. And strangely enough, Ellie actually, something you don't see in the game, she stands up for herself. She says, hey, uh, this isn't my fault. You decided to take on this job. It's on you that uh, that you decided to take on these dangers. And she really stands up for herself. And for me, it was a double-edged sword because it was tougher than Ellie was in the game. But at the same time, it's like, well, she's absolutely right. Uh, and also, to be honest, I kind of wish that it wasn't for a battery that they were going after and more like in the game where it was for guns because uh, I, I think that would that would have made the her argument even stronger. It's like, look, you guys are bad people. You're looking to get these guns, and this is on you. But still, either way, she stands up for herself. Now, as, um, and they kind of, you know, they don't make amends, but they just, you know, they decide, well, we got to keep walking. So they continue walking and they have some conversations. Ellie is, uh, sees a fallen plane in the, in the background. And she's amazed at the fact that we could fly back in 2003. I mean, her, her entire life, she's never been in a plane, never seen one in the, well, I don't think she's seen one in the air. Maybe they were still out there, but I, to the best of our knowledge, she hasn't seen one. And it's just, she's just amazed by this. And you, you kind of take it for granted. Joel does. He's like, well, you know, oh, they were great, but they sold you $12 sandwiches. But at the same time for Ellie, it's like, no, no, you don't get it. You were able to be in the air. You flew. And kind of gives you an idea of the, uh, of things that we, 
that we don't uh, that we take for granted that in this world would have just been magic. Now I don't know if this happens after the scene I'm about to go into, but uh, let me see here. Sorry about that. I'm going over my notes. So they do go into this store, and the reason they go into the store is Joel has to find ammo that he stashed away, and it's kind of on the way to uh, what we know. We've been told they're going to Bill and Frank's, which is, I believe, Tess told them to go there at the end of last episode because they would be able to help out Ellie. The idea was like, take him to Bill, take him to Frank. They'll know what to do from there. They'll take it from there, and your job will be done, Joel. And so right now, that's what Joel's goal is. Joel is like, look, I'm going to put up with you for a little bit longer, Ellie. I'm, and he doesn't say this, but I mean, this is what you know he's thinking. I'm going to put up with just a little bit longer. I'm going to dump you off there, and I'm out of here. And so they stop at a place where he stashed the guns. And there's a few good scenes here. One, you have Ellie getting uh, excited about the Mortal Kombat 2 arcade that's broken she talks about like back in the day the story she hold about she was told about how great that game was um mortal kombat 2 was a fun game but looking back on it i think it's rose colored glasses it's still fun every now and then to play but it, it does have its issues uh and this is a game created by midway which maybe that's a little bit kind of symbolic because they're going to go into the midwest midway was based in chicago they're going that way they're trying to get to wyoming you know, maybe that's a little bit that we're going to, uh, a foreshadowing. We're going out there. We're going to the Midway, the, the Midwest. It's dangerous. It's Mortal Kombat. And I'm, I look, this is just me putting on my overly symbolic hat, uh, which is a very big hat. And so maybe that's uh, what, a little bit of symbolism there. But then while Joel's looking for his guns, Ellie kind of goes off on her own and finds a little... Uh, area down in the um, basement that she crawls into, which I was at first like, Ellie, what are you doing? Don't go down there. Don't go down there. This is a horror movie. Uh, you know, you're going to get eaten. I, I mean, we know she's not going to, but you know, you kind of get that feeling. And she comes across an infected that's caught underneath a building that's been fallen. And the person I was watching this with, you know, mentioned, she's like, well, why is Ellie doing this? You know, is something wrong with her? And I, I brought up, I'm like, no, this is the first time Ellie's had a close view of the infected. Uh, it's not a full clicker. This is an infected, you know, it's kind of getting to that point where they're turning into more of the full clicker mo uh, uh, type of infected. But she, you know, kind of in a way cuts it in a way that she wants to learn more about it much like the scientist did in the second episode, the scientist in Jakarta. Uh, then, you know, she takes out the infected. She seems to get angry when she stabs it. I don't know if it's because of everything. It's because of these things that she's gone through. She takes her anger, or it might also be as a way of taking this creature, or the, well, at one point a human, out of its misery. Uh, and it might be a little bit of both, but she does, uh, after kind of, you know, taking a close look, learning more about it. She uh, she does that. She also finds uh, feminine hygiene products while she's down there, which was uh, a kind of a, a, a neat little um, uh, thing in the last one. You don't think about, you know, you think about toilet paper nowadays, especially after COVID. Um, but, you know, 
she finds this and it's for her, it's like, you know, she's happy. She's like, yes, got something that actually, that's actually important. And um, puts everything in her bag, comes back up. Joel never knows that she went down there and saw this. She keeps this to herself. And so they are now, you know, they get their things. Joel hides away a gun. Uh, take, I think he finds whatever he was looking for. Hides away a gun because he's like, he's out of ammo. And for him to continue to carry that would be pointless uh, because it's just, there's no ammo. So why bring it? I mean, are the, the fact that they're going to come across ammo for that gun, highly unlikely. If they do, he can pack it up and then come back at some point and grab those things. Because you have to remember at this point, Joel is thinking he's going to drop off Ellie and he's coming back. And then where he's going, we'll learn later on, has a bunch of guns, has a bunch of ammo. So maybe he's going to drop off, pick up ammo, come back, grab his gun and and, ref- and refill and hopefully um, uh, be able to get his battery at some point. And so now at this uh, point in the episode, At this point in the episode, this is where uh, Ellie and Joel are talking. And I do apologize. I believe this is the part where they see the the fallen plane. But they do talk about, like, Ellie asks how this infection happened. And we do finally get the, uh, we finally get the explanation, which is what a lot of people thought it was, which it came out of the flower. Um, it was, it was, it was in the flower. The fungus was in there. People ate it, got infected. Joel says that. It happened on a on a Friday, and then by the end of that weekend, or it might have been a no, it, it was a Friday, I believe. And then by the end of that weekend, the world was infected. Which, for it to happen that quick, was, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, even for those that uh, well, I guess all of us at this point who've uh, or a good amount of us, who, especially ones that are listening to this, who lived through COVID. I mean, it, it it took a little longer, but I mean, could you imagine just one day everyone's just like, hey. Get inside. Do not go out. So, and he does explain it, and we do finally get that answer, which I'm happy we do. I'm happy they don't drag it out and or make you theorize like how did it how did it come across? No, they tell you it was it was in the flower. People ate it. They got sick. Bam, were infected. No need to be super mysterious. And I actually like that about this show. Um, you know, Lost. Other shows decided to keep it mysterious. And at some point, it's like, well, it takes away from what the story is about. The story isn't so much about the mystery, but about relationships and um, and about hope in in a world that feels like there's no hope. And with that said, we break it. Oh, well, Ellie decides to go a certain area. Joel says, don't go there. Don't go there. Ellie, being stubborn and being a kid, decides to go look, and there are all dead bodies, skeletons there. And, uh, you know, she kind of gets shocked, and Joel says, these are people that were brought by the military, thought they were going to go to the to the quarantine zone or to Boston, and uh, they were not able, they were not able to take those many people. So what the military did, they just shot them and left them there to die. And from there, we see uh, a smaller skeleton and another skeleton you see their cloth it cuts into 2003 and it and you see that the smaller skeleton is a child a baby and the other one is her mother and you see them getting into the um into the trucks and you can see now that these are the ones that are going to be going off 
to the uh, to Boston, but actually are going to be are not going to make it due to the military. They don't go into much detail. You just know that this is what's going to happen. And we hit the we hit the uh, year of two thousand three, the uh, beginning of the of the um, infection. Military's getting everybody out of the city, and then we're introduced to a silhouette of Bill. And Bill, for those that don't know, in the game, is a guy you run into. Um, I want to say a few hours into it, you I believe you might run into him by mistake, or maybe you know he's there. You're in his town, but he's got this whole town just booby trapped. And and this in the video game, it's him, and he just hates Joel. But I think he owes Joel a favor, and him and Ellie have a bunch of interactions here and there. Some of them are actually pretty funny. And Joel talks about like his friend uh, Frank, who ran off, and he kind of you know just hates Frank. And you later learn that uh, Frank wrote him and said he just left. He got tired of him, and he really just hated him. You get little clues that there was more to Bill and Frank than just being friends. There was something a little more romantic. And I, I want to say they're more than just clues. I mean, when I played the game, I was like, yes, Bill and Frank were uh, were partners in a romantic way. And um, and then at some point you find that uh, uh, that Frank had turned and decided to end his life. And uh, you see, you know, just like the um, uh, you can you, you're told that you know you can see part of how he how he ended. His life and uh, Frank, you know, you can see he gets a little choked up in the game, but it's still he's tough and he just he doesn't believe you know he doesn't believe that you should uh, enjoy people because enjoying the company of people means you're going to lose them and he's you know too tough. You see a little bit of hope in him, but in the game he's just very uh, a very tough character and he doesn't want to open himself up. He does help. There are there is a good chunk of the game with just you and Bill and Ellie, and again, there are some fun parts with Ellie and Bill. And as much as I w- wish I could have seen that, what they did with this show was a thousand times better than what they did in the game. The game was fantastic. For me to say what they did with the show was better. I mean, it, it just it says a lot. So. We're introduced to Bill. He's in his basement. He's paranoid. He is a survivalist. You know, um, now you would consider him a, a a nutty, paranoid guy. Everybody gets escorted out of his town, going to the uh, Boston, knowing you know us knowing that something's going to happen to them. But Bill comes out, and now he has a town to himself. He builds pretty much a fortress. He's uh, it's there's music going in the background with him just going around collecting uh, guns, wine, food, uh, toilet paper. I mean, the guy's just going crazy, getting all the stuff. He is uh, he got his bunker. He's got his TV set up. I mean, it's like the man is a a, a mad survivalist. And so, you know, we get to see how he builds his his fortress, and it's it's pretty much he takes a good chunk of the town and builds this. Then we cut to. 2007 and we are introduced uh, and again this is bill bill is getting all these things set together and oh by the way bill played by nick offerman i thought that was a fantastic uh um 
fantastic choice to play him. I mean, if you see the game and you play the game, you see the character in the show, you're like, yep, that's Bill. I, you know, Nick Offerman, I got to say, the man can transform himself to a different character. I'm always like, you know, it's Ron Swanson. But no, like he'll change it. Uh, he'll change his character. He doesn't, he's not always Ron Swanson. Like there's little bits of that there, but um, he'll transform himself to each uh, uh, each show, each movie he's in. I, 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 It's just fantastic. All right. So we cut to 2007 and Bill is, you know, he's making, taking out zombies, you know, with this traps, everything. And somebody gets caught in one of his traps, goes out to see who it is. He thinks it's a zombie. He's going to take him out. The person turns out to be a, uh, not a zombie, a person by the name of Frank. So Frank tells him he was from Baltimore. He was going to, um, he's, he's going to Boston and uh, Bill says, uh, you know, he kind of talks Bill into just giving him some food, helping him out just a little bit. He's been on the road for weeks. Uh, maybe you might even say years, but he's been out. He had a group of people and they're all gone. It's just him. And he brings Bill takes him into his home and kind of, you know, gives him a meal. Uh, they sit. Bill is still paranoid. You know, who's this guy? Gives him wine and. You kind of see them start to, you know, connect. But Bill is still paranoid. And the crazy thing is, I was too. I'm like, are they going to go with the same route? What are they going to do here? You know, this guy, Frank, how can we trust him? Uh, Frank decides to play a piano. It's a Linda Ronstadt song. One I never heard, but it's a, a very beautiful song. And I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that song becomes the next Running Up the Hill uh, like it was in Stranger Things where it gets picked up and they're playing it again. Um, but he starts to play it, but he plays it in a very awful way on the piano that Bill has. Um, Bill gets angry because he's just like, you got to stop this. You're doing a bad job. Bill plays a, a better rendition, sings it, and it's just this beautiful scene. But at the same time, if you watch this, you see that Frank is behind him while Bill plays it. And I just kept thinking, Okay, is Frank gonna knock him in the head and you know take his stuff? And you know, is this going to be like a, a double cross? You know, is, is Frank just not a good person? But no, it's not. Um, Frank ends up, you know, after the song's done, um, he talks to Bill a bit, and you find out that um Bill was a loner, but he was also um afraid to come out. And uh and Frank is able to get that from Bill. And that's the beginning of the relationship. And they really, you know, slowly go into the relationship. They, you know, you see them, uh, you see them being close. And and then furthermore, sorry, I do have to I'm, I'm keep looking at my notes. And then, you know, you, you, you get an intimate moment between the two. And it cuts to three years later. And I get a kick out of this. You have three years later, you have Frank yelling at Bill, Bill yelling at Frank. They step outside. At this point, they're like a married couple. But we have to remember this is 2003 when this had happened. Right now we're at 2006 or so. Um, in this world, uh, gay, uh, gay marriage wasn't a thing. So they act like a married couple, but they don't have that. It, that. That becomes very important later on. 
um, as far as the issue regarding marriage, but, you know, they are pretty much a married couple at this point. And, uh, you know, uh, Frank is just tired of being alone. Three years, him and Bill, he wants to meet people. He wants to fix the place. Bill is happy where he's at. He's just happy having Frank, but they're arguing. And so we learn that Frank reaches out to Joel and Tess, specifically Tess, over a radio. And then they begin trading. You get interactions between all four of them. You know, they're out having a fancy, it's it's hilarious. It's like, it's outside their home. They're having this fancy dinner. Joel, Tess, Frank, Bill, um, they're talking. You can see that uh, Frank and Tess seem to be more in line with helping each other. Joel and uh, Bill are kind of don't like each other, but they come to a realization that they can help each other out, which is fantastic. I, I thought that was a great scene. Um, I, uh, and it, it, again, I kept thinking, I'm like, are these, are Joel and Tess going to double cross them? But they don't. They're just, they realize they need each other. And you kind of see that Joel and Tess, when it came to working with good people, they were good people. Um, it's a little unusual. I thought they would have done something to take advantage of it, but they don't. They, they, they work together. And um, even though you could tell that Frank likes, seems to like both Joel and Tess, uh, uh, Bill is not a fan of Joel, and but the, he's Bill knows that Frank wants to work with them, so we're going to have to work with them. And as Joel is about to leave uh, their meeting, he tells me, he's like, you know what? He's like, you're going to need my help. This you got your fence up here. It's going to break down. We can supply this. You can help supply us. And he also tells them, watch out for um, uh, for raiders and people that are going to come in. And so then we skip to three more years later. And and we get a, a scene where raiders have attacked the uh, the fortress of Joel and I'm sorry, not Joel, a Bill and Frank and. Bill being Bill goes out there and just, you know, he's his traps are going off, taking out all the people coming in to raid the place. Bill's just shooting everyone out there, but Bill gets shot and he gets, uh, he's still, you know, at first I was worried. I'm like, well, are the traps going to work? I get a kick out of Bill. Bill's like, no, no uh, you know, he's like, don't, don't worry about it. He, uh, the traps are going to, uh, th- they'll take out all the people coming in. So Bill really had this place set up. But he tells Frank as as he's as he's dying, he tells Frank, uh, go get Joel or go to Joel. And I think this is because Bill knows that even though he doesn't like Joel, Frank will take care of him. Frank, uh, you know, Frank might need somebody that would be willing to work to help him out. And so he tells him that. And so then we cut to 10 years later, it looks like, where we're at, we're actually at 2023. And twist, Bill doesn't die. It is, uh, it's Bill and Frank now, and they're much, much older. Um, They did a good job of aging them. And Frank at this point is in a wheelchair. You realize he's slowly, uh, he's slowly dying. And, um, and, and you, it's just, it, it gets, I'm telling you guys, you have to watch this because, like, if you do not get misty-eyed in this in this show, I you must be a robot. Um, but he's slowly dying, and it's you realize this. You have Frank that's or Bill helping out Frank, you know, getting him out of bed, helping him, you know, to eat. 
doing, you know, a lot for him because he's in love with him. You know, it's, it's, this is his partner for life. Somebody that he never thought that he would have met, especially not in, in the apocalypse. And, and Frank at one point tells Joel or tells Bill that, you know, this is his, uh, this is going to be his last day. He wants this to be his last day. And Bill being tough, uh, you know, doesn't want it to happen, but he agrees. He wants Frank to go out the way he wants. And what Frank wants, Frank wants Bill to give him one last great day, wants him to go to the boutique, to have a great dinner. Um, and they want to get married. And um, and then he says after a dinner, he's going to take the rest of his medicines, crush them up, put them in this wine, and he'll go to sleep Uh in their bed with uh, 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 Bill holding him as he slowly drifts off. And I was just like, oh, man, this is this is tough. And so you get to see that. You get to see them together. Uh, they're spending a great day. Uh, you see Frank painting, even though he can't paint as much anymore due to his sickness. But he paints photos. He, you see all the different photos he's painted. One looks like it might be Joel. Um He's got pictures of, of Frank that he's painted and of just different um, uh, different beautiful paintings that he has all over uh, the all over the home. And uh, you you know they get they end up um, getting uh, they end up getting married. Uh, and again, this is the the thing about this. Like you have to again, this was two thousand three when the outbreak happened. Gay marriage in, in this world never, if it aligns, if their world's supposed to align with ours, gay marriage never would have been legalized. Um, and for them, this is this means so much more than I don't want to say it means so much more, but it means a lot to to them because this is something that uh, that that means that they are um, they are one, you know, and and they don't they don't need the government, they don't need anybody to say that they're not. And so on on Frank's last day, they get married and they have a dinner. And the dinner is the exact same dinner they had when they first met. And and Bill was not trusting a Frank. And there's a beautiful scene where in the very first time they meet, Bill sits across from Frank because he doesn't trust him. In this last scene, Bill sits next to Frank because they're they're one. And, uh, you know, they talk. And I, I mean, there's so much more to this. I mean, there's. So many beautiful things are saying, you know, to each other about um, how this, you know, they each made each other happy in this world. And and as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, so Frank is not going to leave and Bill is going to go on. And this is where Bill meets Ellie and Joel. And this is this version's way of Bill being angry at Frank for leaving him. Frank didn't leave him because he was angry, but left him because he was sick. And um, again, I do say that Frank, I believe I said Frank has cancer. We don't know about that. We we just know he's sick um, for something that there's no cure. And so then Bill gives Frank the medicine uh, crunched up after their dinner. And uh, Frank drinks it down. And I thought this was an awesome scene too, because I'm like, I kept thinking, I'm like, how can Bill be so cold and let him just drink this and and not stop him? But then you realize Frank asked Bill, he's like, was there was there always the crunched up medicine or whatever? The was it in the wine in the was it always in the wine in the first place? 
And Bill says, yes. So it turns out Bill uh, took the same medicine too. And he's going to um, going to rest forever with uh, Frank. So they finish their wine. Uh, they go to their bedroom and, you know, it kind of cuts away. And now we come back to Joel and Ellie. And again, this whole thing, this is the majority of the episode. We don't get any very little Joel, no Ellie up until the beginning and the end. It's just this beautiful love story of hope in uh, of these two characters, one that you never see at all, or, uh, well, you barely see at all in the video game. You get like, you don't see his face. Let's say that in the video game. And the other one who's a totally different character. So Joel and Ellie come in, they end up at Frank's and it looks like uh, I believe it's on August. I have it here. August 29th is when they end up there. Uh, or maybe that might be when they um, either way. So they end up there at Bill and Frank's and uh, they get in there. And before uh, they're, uh, Joel's, you know, uh, he has a code to get in. He's trying to find where Bill and Frank are at, goes into their home. And or he gets the code to get into the, the actual uh the neighborhood because it's all locked up with with his booby traps and then he gets in the home can't find him anywhere and he's about to go into the room and uh he comes back out before going into the room into their bedroom and uh ellie has a note that was written by bill uh that was made out to uh made out to anybody that was there but it's kind of funny because he says it was probably going to be joel because joel will be the only one to know how to get into his place without being blown up by his booby traps. And it's this one note that you, that in a way makes up for the bits that you don't get from the video game because you get to see, and, and uh, this whole note is read through uh, by Ellie, but you get to see the snarkiness, how much that Bill didn't like Joel, but still respected him. And, uh, and, and how kind of, how his like dark humor was uh was always prevalent in the game and 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 uh it's kind of prevalent in this i don't want to say dark humor but just his his sense of humor was prevalent in this in this note and in the note he also says um you know talks about how he you know through this awful world he found some hope and it was through frank and um then he also tells joel that hey look i've got i left my guns for you you've got a truck in the um in the garage and he tells him that you know he's he took care of frank and he, he that joel should take care of the ones he loved and he mentions tess and we know at this point that tess had already passed but you know frank didn't know that so frank steps out or not frank joel steps outside grabs he with the note and he looks like he's about to cry he doesn't you know he's, he's just angry because like he wasn't able to save Tess, but you know, with with Frank's note, he's like, "Well, save." You know, he's like, I, "I forgot what the exact words are." It's like, you know, save. Um, that he that he has to save, you know, save someone, and and he realizes Joel realizes that. Well, you know what? I don't have Tess, but it, it, the way I looked at it, it's maybe Joel realizing, well, I can save someone, and it's going to be Ellie. I'll save her to get her to where she has to get to. So um, you get the scene where uh, they start to 
get the truck back together. They're going to make a go for it. I believe Joel says, I got my brother out in Wyoming. We're going to go that way. And um, they, uh, because Joel has, not Joel, uh, Frank had, Frank and Bill had hot running water. They both decided to take a shower. Uh, uh, you know, Ellie takes a shower first and then Joel takes a shower. They come back out. And for anybody that's played the video games, the clothes they put on are the clothes that they wear in the video game. Joel with his green flannel shirt and Ellie with her maroon shirt. And it's just like, bam, we've got <laughs> the last of us. This is the cover of the video game. And as they're leaving, uh, Ellie, uh, they're leaving on their way to Wyoming. Ellie finds a copy of a tape, puts it into the truck and again, guys, I'm I'm skipping out on a lot. You just have to watch it. I I could probably go on. I could probably do a two hour analysis of this of this episode. It's so beautiful. Um, she puts in the tape. It's Linda Ronstadt again. That song they were hearing as they're driving off. And as you see them driving off, it it pans to the inside of the room where uh, Bill and Frank are at. Now you never see them in there. You never see. The bodies, it's it's a very um tasteful ending to them. The it starts to pan, you see the window that's open, um, you see a photo on the side of um of Frank that was paid or Bill that was painted by Frank. The wind is blowing, the curtains are blowing, and for anybody that again that's played the game, a an open window with the curtains blowing and and seeing vegetation is is very it's it, it's the opening of the very first game of the last of us when you load up the game that is the uh, uh the intro screen which is that just that i believe in the game it's a cracked window um but there's light coming in there's air coming in it's it's a very somber feel um and that's the scene itself which is very much like the beginning of the video game um maybe in a way because this is for them leaving now, going out to visit the brother, this is the beginning of their adventure. There's much more to it before that, but when you what maybe for me when I played the game, there was a part with Tess, the part with Bill, but soon thereafter you start getting into like this is our trip. This is our trip across the the United States, and and in a way maybe that it's symbolic of this is the beginning of of the game, beginning of their journey. And uh, and it ends there, uh, again, very symbolic of, of of just the essence of of the game, of the feeling you get when you first uh, play it. Uh, and sorry, guys, I, I really wish I could have done a better job of describing this show or describing this episode, going into more details. I mean, there's so much to this. Um, in, in my opinion, this was I. Last week I gave the one that one a ten out of ten. I think I'm giving way too many ten out of tens at this point because this is much much better than the last episode. But there are also two different types of episode. The last one was scary and it was very much in line with the video game, so it made you feel like they're doing a good job of of not interpreting but of bringing that video game to the screen. This episode was a change from what the game did you don't get those scenarios you got with bill in the video game you don't get the action sequences what you get is a story of hope in 
in a bleak world of of a man who who just wanted to be on his own but he did he really ever want that or did he just he was afraid to be who he truly was uh, which was part i mean don't get me wrong he was always part uh a survival uh, nutcase but he was also somebody who wanted to find somebody to love and he finds it in the weirdest scenario um and 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 i think this bill is not one that you could that would fit in a video game because it it, it would it, it, you it'd be I don't know how you could maybe you could I don't know but this bill would be difficult to this bill and Frank would be difficult to fit in a video game type of story maybe you could do it in a uh, in, in a different uh, game an RPG in a different type of game but in an action game like the last one it's very difficult to build this story that way but what they did here was um, was Tell, continue to tell the story of The Last of Us, not take away from the essence of what the game is about, what the story is about, but change it enough that you actually make it better. And so uh, with that said, guys, um, I really appreciate it. This might have gone a little longer than I wanted, but uh, tell me what you thought. Check it out. And uh, you can always follow us at GeekersCreepersCast at gmail.com. You can uh, email me at uh, you can email me at Geekers Creeper. I'm sorry. You can follow us at Geekers Creepers. Uh, uh, that's on Twitter at Geekers Creepers. You can email us at geekerscreeperscast.com at gmail.com. And uh, guys, sorry. I'm just like this is this was a fantastic episode. So tell us what you think. Um, and until next time, I believe. Well, I believe next week we might have Eddie back to talk about episode four. But until next time, I do wish you all the best in life, love, and gaming. Everybody.